Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Thursday, February the 24th, 2022. It is currently 4.05 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, located right here in the middle of nowhere, Texas, where our internet is complete garbage. Yes, I want a money-back guarantee from my internet provider. I'm going to call the internet company here in a minute and go, I, hey, do you, do you offer a money-back guarantee? Because you promised to give me internet service if I give you so much money every month, and we pay you every month, but your internet has gone down now twice in the middle of a live broadcast. So do we get a refund? I mean, you promised me internet service. You haven't provided reliable internet service on this Thursday, February the 24th, 2022. It's gone down twice in the middle of a live broadcast. You don't understand the frustration and the anxiety that I'm currently feeling. You don't understand the anger that I currently have. So do, will you give me a money back guarantee? Will you send me my money? And I, they're probably going to tell me, I'm sorry, we, we can't guarantee that the internet will always work, but we will guarantee that if you don't pay us, we'll cut your internet off. Isn't that, isn't that interesting how that works? Hey, we can't guarantee you that the internet will always work, but we will guarantee you this. If you don't pay us, we'll cut the internet off. You think there should be some give and take there, right? If it goes down, I get a refund, right? But it doesn't work that way. But we wish that it did. Now, why am I talking about this? Well, one, I just wanted to to, to vent a little bit. I wanted to just go on a rant right now. But it's going to fit in perfectly about money back guarantees. So here's the question I have for anyone and everyone who has ever gone to church, right? If you go to church, gone to church, if you, even if you don't go to church, if you just listen to sermons online, should ministries, should churches, should Christian podcasters be required to offer a money back guarantee? Now you think about it, Christian radio, Christian podcasters, churches, sermons, Christians and Christianity in general makes a lot of promises, right? You make a lot, believe in God and this, this, this. I mean, you can think of a lot of the promises. There are, there are Christians out there who say, hey, physical healing is guaranteed. What Jesus did on the cross, by his stripes you are healed. It's not if it's his will, it is his will. You believe and you will be healed. They make that guarantee. Well, what happens if you're not healed? Do you get a your money back? Is there a money back guarantee on that promise? Some will say, hey, if you become a Christian, you are a new creature, not, not just positionally, practically, you are a new creature Old is gone. Everything is new. You are brand new, almost as if, well, now you can stop sinning. Well, what happens if I continue to sin? Do I get my money back? Is there a money back guarantee on that promise? Hey, if you're a Christian, this, they make, Christianity sells itself by making a lot of promises. If those promises are not delivered, should the church have to offer a money back guarantee. Now, I know you're probably thinking that's the most ridiculous thing that you've ever heard. And in some ways, it is ridiculous 
But the only reason I'm bringing it up is not just because my internet keeps going down and I want my internet company to send me back some money, okay? But the reason I'm bringing this up, I'm yelling at the microphone. Some of you are listening in headphones and I'm, you're like, okay, step, up, step back from the microphone. Okay, all right, I am. All right, but here we go. On February the 23rd, 2022, a news article was published about a preacher who's offering a tithe refund. Well, that got my attention. And we did a little work and we found out that this happened in a sermon preached on February the 20th, 2022 at Willow Creek Community Church. Willow Creek Community Church, a pastor preached a sermon and offered tithe refund. Now, what, what is he refunding? What's the refund? What, what's the promise here? What's the money back guarantee? Now, we're going to listen to this. Now, here's a couple of things. Just, I've got to make sure we state this. I hate, 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 usually just listening to a little sermon clip. And that's all that was provided in the news article is a very short clip. It's about one minute and 23 seconds. I hate that. But in this particular case, the reason I'm willing to do it is I'm not so much really interested And what this preacher is, his theology, what he believes, I'm not really interested in that. So I don't really feel a desire to go through the whole sermon because I'm not really making any claims about the sermon at all. He's mentioning something that's gotten me thinking about something in a much bigger way, as I've already indicated in my introduction, right? Churches make lots of promises. Should there be a money-back guarantee? Right. So I, 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 that's where I'm going to go with this. But I, I want you to hear it for yourself. This is one minute, 23 seconds from a sermon preached on February the 20th, 2022 at Willow Creek Community Church, where the pastor, the preacher, I should say, because he's not the actual the pastor, well, offered a tithe refund. We will look at the news article and read a little bit about what's going on and what was happening. But then I'm going to go in a, in a kind of a different direction with this. All right. Are you ready? Now, another thing I hate, 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 hate is the volume level here is extremely low. And I, and I, and I hate that they only give us a minute, 23 seconds, because I do believe there should be a little more here, but that's what they provide. And then well, the news article will try to provide us some context. Are you ready? Here we go. Listen carefully. Turn up the volume. And then when I come back in, I won't try to come back in at my very loud screaming at you voice. I'll come in in just a nice, quiet NPR voice. Welcome back to the Theology Central podcast. Okay, I'll, I'll try to do that right here. We go. I, I don't want to exaggerate, but I'm sure thousands and thousands of people, and I'm sure it's multiplied that, have let, told me some way over the years through email, letters, whatever, this changed my life. When I started giving the first 10% to God, he changed everything. And, and here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to just challenge you. I've done this with our church. I've told our church on multiple occasions, I've said to them, if you'll try it for one year, if you are not fully satisfied at the end of that year, I'll give you your money back. With 22 years of church, no one's ever asked for the moment. If you're not fully, you know what? I'm so confident, I'll say it here. You tithe for one year, if you're not fully satisfied, 
Dave will give you your... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm never going to be invited back to Willow. Uh, all right. Okay. And I'll just go ahead and say yes. Uh, just like the Lord says, test me in this. I think I'll go ahead and be bold and say, if you do this for the year and you are not fully satisfied, we'll give the money back. I like that challenge. That's good. There you have it. Money back guarantee. Willow Creek Church, you go to Willow Creek Church, you give your first 10%, you tithe. And at the end of the year, if you're not satisfied, now I don't know exactly how you're going to measure this. Hey, I gave and I'm not satisfied. Well, here you go. We'll write a check. We'll write a check and you get it all back. Boom. I mean, what if you get to the end of the year and you're like, man, man, I, whew, I'm, I, I, I really want that new car or, or for me, forget a car. I, oh, there's some stereo. There's always stereo equipment that I want. Ooh, I want that. You know, hey, pastor, I tried this tithing thing and I'm not satisfied with my current stereo system. So I need my money back so I can get the stereo system that I want. You say, well, that's unspiritual. Well, they didn't give me a spiritual qualification here, right? At the end of the year, if you're not satisfied, you get your money back. Now, what they're promising here really is that if you tithe, you're going to be blessed. You're going to get something back that I guess will satisfy you. But just just see how fleshly it all is. It's about your satisfaction. It's not about God's glory. It's not about the furtherance of the kingdom of God. It's about your satisfaction. I mean, I that would be... I, I, like, I don't even know why you would even state it in such a way. You would, you would have to state it with, with more guidelines. But hey, we're so confident in this. And according to him, he's done this for years and years and years. And no one has ever offered for their money back. And now I guess at Willow Creek, they're trying it. So at the end of the year, we'll see how many people ask for their money back. I doubt they will ever report it. But the whole thing is just absolutely crazy. Let, let me tell you, give me a little idea of what's going on. And we're going to look at this from a broader, a broader perspective. All right. Um, here's the news story. All right. That was published February the 23rd, 2022 at 1.20 PM Central Standard Time. Here is the story. Amid giving push, Willow Creek invites alleged prosperity preacher who offers tithe Refund. Now, I don't know if the person preaching there is a prosperity preacher or not. I'm not really that concerned with it because I'm looking at this from a different perspective. But it was during a giving push. Now, let's just stop right here before we get into the news story. There's a lot of discussion right now that many churches are struggling. Churches that had a thousand people, maybe before the whole pandemic situation arose and caused all of the problems that it did. Many of those churches that used to be a thousand are now at 500 or at 400. There have been reports of churches that's closed down because people did not come back. People are not coming back to church the way at, at levels that were before the pandemic. Now there's always exceptions out there, but there's this general feeling that, well, church attendance is way, way down. And guess what is down uh, you know, why, why would you even invite someone like that to your church? Well, because the, I think here's the reason why. You'll, you'll, and that's where I'm getting to. Um, people, the churches are, are worried that, that when the attendance is down, and what, what is down with attendance is giving. 
And these big churches, they have to have money. Well, I, oh, oh, they have to have money because if you don't have money, they're going to close down. Someone listening said, I, uh, I mean, why would you not just preach uh, a tithe sermon or something? It seems pushy. Well, that's, but it's true. But typically what, what I, this is another trick. Sometimes preachers, they don't want to be the one pushing the sermon about money. So you bring in someone to do the sermon about money. Because if you're doing it, then everyone gets mad at you and you've got to be the, the preacher for the, you know, for these people for the years to come. So you just bring in someone else who's pushy and then everybody's like, man, that guy, that visiting preacher was a jerk and he was pushy about money. And somehow the preacher kind of escapes uh, the blame. So it's, it's another trick here. But the problem is churches are, they're down in attendance and they're down in giving. And it's going to be very interesting, something to watch over the next I would say 12 to 24 months, if the attendance stays down, what gimmicks churches are going to come up with in order to get people to give? What tricks they come up with? What little games they play? What manipulative ways in which they get try to get people to give? All right? So that right there is already just, that's something to watch. It's a giving push because, well, giving is down. Let, let's read a little bit more of this story. So Willow Creek invites an alleged prosperity preacher. That's their, I'm not making the allegation since I don't know anything about this preacher. The preacher who was preaching, his name is Robert Morris. He's the senior pastor of a multi-site Texas megachurch, Gateway Church. I don't know the megachurch in Texas called Gateway Church. I'm not familiar. Well, maybe maybe we looked at that church when we were looking, we, we did our series on the most influential churches, but I definitely don't remember it right now. All right, so I don't know if he's a prosperity preacher or not, but that's who was speaking. Robert Morris from Gateway Church. They don't tell us where in Texas, but there you go. All right, he said, this is so, here's, let me read the headline again. Amid giving push, Willow Creek invites alleged prosperity preacher who offers tithe refund. Facing persistently lower giving. See, there, 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 there you have it. Willow Creek Community Church last Sunday invited Pastor Robert Morris, who some allege is a prosperity preacher, to deliver a guest sermon sermon on tithing. The sermon contained a singular promise. Tithe for a year, and if you're not satisfied, you'll get your money back. Thousands and thousands had seen their lives changed after starting to give 10% of their income regularly, Morris said. I've done this with our church. I've told our church on multiple occasions. I've said to them, if you'll try it for one year, if you're not fully satisfied, at the end of that year, I'll give you your money back. And 22 years of church, no one has ever asked for their money back. Morris is pastor of Gateway Church, once, once the largest congregation of associated related churches in the United States. It's no longer listed in the ARC Churches Finder. Uh, and then they go back into a lot of things that he has done. When asked about the um, Morris money back guarantee, Willow Creek executive pastor Tim Stevens said Willow is spreading the word about God's miraculous provision, not a prosperity gospel. So they're saying, hey, this is not a prosperity gospel, but God's miraculous provision. And you get that miraculous provision by giving to Willow Creek, okay, by giving to the church. All right, here we go. Stevens confirmed that Willow Creek's average weekly giving 
so far this year is 20% below the church's already reduced budget. There is the first clue. Giving is down. We've got to get giving back up. How do we get giving back up? We tell everyone, if you give, you will get. So give to get, and if you don't get, it's a guarantee, we'll give you your money back. Making giving a business transaction, almost like an investment transaction, and making it a fleshly thing. People give to get. That's not the way it's supposed to work. You should give in order to give because you believe in a ministry and you believe in the furtherance of the kingdom of God. If you believe in a ministry, if you're blessed by a ministry, then yeah, by all means support it because, well, I hate to say it, it costs money to do ministry. It does. It costs money. Right now, just right now, I'll just give you an example. Right now, I'm here on the air. Everything that's currently going on, all of the different platforms we're on, is costing us right now about, I think, about $150 a month to do everything that we're doing currently right now. Now, I can tell you, if you give, you're going to get this, this, this. I'm not going to make any promises. You give because either you believe in the ministry or you don't, and that's perfectly okay. And and I should never charge for the preaching of God's word, never should put it behind a paywall, shouldn't sell stuff. I I I I completely disregard all of the gimmicks churches use to raise money because I think it's absolutely ridiculous what they do. I, I think the conference system where you charge people money to hear the preaching of God's word is absolutely ridiculous. When did the preaching of God's word becomes a product in which you sell? And you're not even really selling the preaching of God's word. You're selling the celebrity of the pastor who's a part of your conference. Come and hear, mention the name, and people will drop $100, $200, $300 to get into a church so they can hear someone preach. That's fleshly. And if you think about it, it's another business transaction. I'm giving you money, you get, you give me, well, I, the opportunity to see my favorite Christian celebrity. It's the whole thing is, is crazy, but giving is down. And when giving is down, you got to come up with a way. And the way always seems to be these fleshly techniques in order to get people to give money. I Look, I wish money wasn't required for ministry. I really do. I wish it didn't. I wish that I could do ministry and it didn't cost a dime. I really did, but I'm sitting in a church. It requires money to have the electricity on. It requires money to have the heat on. It requires money for the internet. And I want my money back, internet company. Okay, but it, it requires money. But if you're giving to get, you give to support, you give to bless. Now, how God blesses you in return, okay, but you don't do that for a, a business transaction. But they, they need money because their giving is 20% below the church's already reduced budget. This year's giving budget is about half the church's revenue in 2019. When investigators said uh, sexual misconduct allegations against Willow Creek's founder, Bill Hybels, were credible. But he uh, said giving so far this year is on par with last year's weekly giving average. Then they get into the money here. Um, the church's budgets, uh, the, the Stevens told the Roy's report that the church budgets the same amount of revenue for, for every week. About $614,000 across seven campuses. However, he noted the reality is that a larger percentage of our giving happens at the end of the year. So the church budgets the same amount of revenue for every week. 
$614,000. I can't even wrap my mind around that. That just, I mean, church and ministry and money sometimes, but okay. And then they go on here and they talk, uh, let's see, uh, Morris preached on Sunday on the principle of first as part of Willow Creek's five-part sermon, more than money. I, I always like, it's more than money but we need your money. Okay. It's always like they, they, churches always kind of disguise their giving sermons as, okay, we're not really preaching about giving. We're preaching about a critical thing in your Christian life. Look, I understand that these things are important principles, but sometimes you just got to be honest and say, look, here's the thing. We need money. We need you to give your money because we can't make the budget that that's required to run this church, which is thousands and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right? Just just say it, but it's always got to be packaged. And that's probably why they bring in so much money because they know how to do this. The this, this series aims to help people understand that money is not a financial issue. It's a discipleship issue and a matter of the heart. Yeah. Hey guys, this is a discipleship issue. It's a matter of your heart. And if you're going to be a true disciple and you're going to have a right heart, give us your money. <laughs> it's just so... It's so fleshly and I, I, oh, I hate it. That's why I try to, I try to be very careful with even talking about the subject because it's so crazy. Um, Morse's money back promise was mentioned only in an unlisted video recording of the 9 a.m. service. It's absent from the sermon published on Willow Creek's website, <laughs> which was apparently drawn from the full service recording of the 11.15 a.m. service. The 9 a.m. service, Willow Creek Pastor Pastor Dave uh, Dummett made the same promise. Okay, so, so I thought maybe they did it once and then backed away as he held up a commitment card for the church's giving initiative. Dummett, and that's D-U-M-M-I-T-T, so I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying it correctly, encouraged congregants to consider pledging to be Christ first givers. The third of four giving options the church is asking the congregants to commit to. Then he told the audience he'd go ahead and be bold and say, if you do this for the year and you're not fully satisfied, we'll give the money back. I like that challenge. It's good, Dummett said. Stephen said Dummett had offered something similar at his previous church, but the decision to to challenge Willow Creek came spontaneously. Leadership decided the idea needed some time to bake, so it wasn't mentioned in the later service. Steve said, however, the challenge is being developed now and can be formally announced as soon as this week. Yeah, they they had to think about it, and they're going to try to, I guarantee they got to formulate exactly what is going to be required for you to get your money back. It's going to be, make sure you read the fine print. Make sure you read the fine print. Um, And then they've got a picture here of their giving commitment card, which it's not very... Okay, here's the different levels. You can be a compassionate giver. You can be a consistent giver. You can be a Christ first giver, or you can be a catalytic, a, 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 a catalytic uh, giver, all right? I think that's how it's written. Catalytic? It looks like it. It's very blurry. It's like, is that what that word says? C-A-T-A, catalytic. It looks like it. It's all blurry. So I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. But just think about what they're doing. So now you're going to sign up to be a certain level giver. So now the church is divided by your level of giving. That Why would you even do that? Just you give 
what you look here's the need you give as you've been blessed and you give as you want to give and we're not going to say another word about it but they've got to create these little programs and they got to have these little cards that you give they just all the money they spend and all of the materials to promote their stewardship programs usually cost more money than it's worth just stand behind the pulpit and say let me be honest with you everyone here's the need Give if you can, give as you've been blessed, let's move on. There, just just say it. Or as we do here at this church, I don't say anything. I, I don't, we don't even pass an offering plate. We just say, uh, sometimes I will say after the singing, uh, the, uh, if, you, if you have an offering, the offering uh, plate is in the back. Sometimes I don't even say that because look, people will give or they won't give. And if they don't give, then we don't exist. It's that simple. I try not to say much about giving even for the podcast. I don't try to say anything because this is just, this just turns into, oh, the whole thing is just so, uh, it just seems so fleshly and, and well, it's just crazy. So um, they go on and then they get into a lot of discussions about the people and their affiliations and their associations. And I don't care to get into all of that. So there's their thing. And, and, and so the first thing I want you to consider because I still want to get to my major point here, is as giving decreases, as attendance drops, look at the crazy ideas they come up with to get back the money or to, to, to get giving to go back up and to get people to attend. It's going to become more gimmicky, more manipulative, more just a circus atmosphere to get the people there to, to, to get the money that they need in order to continue keeping the doors open. And when that happens, that's just sad because it just shows the church is operating from a philosophy of pragmatism and a, a fleshly mindset instead of a ministry mindset. We look, we, we do ministry. And if people support it, great. If they don't, they don't. If their money doesn't come in, then you just don't exist. You just, you don't do your internet ministry. You don't do, you, you, you close down. You don't have a building, whatever you've got to do. It, you shouldn't try to manipulate and, 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 and twist people and, and try to come up with these ideas. But so we can have a long discussion about the money aspect of this. I've tried to look at a lot of different things there, but here's what I want to talk about. I want you to think, honestly, of all the sermons you've heard, Christian radio, sermon websites, where in some way, shape, or form, a promise or a guarantee is delivered in that sermon that if you do this, this will be the result. If you do this, you will get this. Now, Sometimes maybe the pastor is not trying to be explicit and making a promise, but you definitely can pick up the vibe that, that many Christians will say, if you become a Christian, this, 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 they make all of these guarantee, 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 guarantee. And I think that sometimes what leads to the current popular culture, you know, trend of deconstruction is that many people have come to Christianity was given all of those promises. And five years, 10 years, 15 years into Christianity, he's like, nope, didn't work. Didn't work. Fraudulent, a lie. 
And so then they begin to deconstruct, begin to call into question the Bible, call into question God, call into question the church, and many in many cases deconstruct to the point of renouncing their faith. Now we can sit there and claim, well, they're not, you know, we can scream that they're not Christians and just kind of disregard them. But I think we need to have some compassion when people feel like that they were given promises that they did not ever experience. And maybe the church needs to be far more, maybe the church needs to be more careful and far more considerate when they offer promises that they cannot truly deliver. And I'll, and I've already mentioned the, ob- the obvious one in my introduction. And I'm going to return to this one again, because I've witnessed this so many times, especially those within the charismatic world. How many times have they promised people that healing is guaranteed? It's in their theology, their doctrinal statements in some of their churches, their confessions of faith that in the atonement, healing is guaranteed for here and now. Not, not just a healing guaranteed when you get a new body, but right here on this earth. People hear that. People believe that. They get sick. Their loved one is sick. Their, their loved one dies and they believe that God's going to resurrect them in two or three days. And they pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And the person's not healed. The person is not resurrected. The person dies. Now, the church guaranteed it. Why doesn't the church back it up? Those people have been going to that church. They've been giving five, 10 years. They were given this promise. And now the promise did not come to pass. Maybe the church shouldn't, maybe churches wouldn't promise certain things if they really had a money back guarantee attached to said promises. The church sells Christianity sometimes as like you come to Jesus and this and this and everything's going to be better and everything's going to be better and this, 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 this. And then people become Christians and they're like, wait a minute, I still struggle with sin. I still do this. I have problems here. Got problems in my marriage, problems with my kids. Things are not going right here. Wait, you made it sound like if I came to Jesus, everything would be perfect and great. Maybe we we sell Christianity in a way that's not consistent with the reality of biblical Christianity. I've said it so many times that Christians, and I know Christians don't think about this, but I, I think I think it's very important to consider Christians love to sell this idea that if you become a Christian, now you have power. You have supernatural power. Because you now have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you have supernatural power. So now you have the ability, they will say, to be victorious over sin. You will have the ability and, and almost to stop sinning. Now, sometimes in the fine print, they'll say, however, you can't be perfect. Well, wait a minute. You, you said I have power. I have the power of God in me. If I have the power of God in me that can help me stop sinning, then that power should be sufficient for me to never sin. So you can't say you have the power, but the power is not sufficient to make you sinless. The power is only good enough to make you sin less. How much less? 50% less? 60% less? See, we make a promise and then we, we play little games with it. You have the power of God. You can stop sinning. You can be victorious. You can break any addiction. You can do it. And you're like, but so I can be sinless? Well, no, 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 no. You can't stop sinning. Well, 
that means there's a limit to the power. And you didn't talk about the limit of the power. You talked about that the power was unlimited because it's the power of God. Well, God is all powerful. If I have the power of God in me, I should be able to stop sinning. How come I can't stop sinning? Well, 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 wait a minute. Either you made a promise, you made a promise and then you attach a, a fine print that, well, you can't do it perfectly. You can't do it perfectly. I've heard, hey, God give places the love of God in you. Therefore, you can love God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. I can? Am I always going to love God? with? Well, you're never going to do it perfectly. Well, you just said, can you make up your mind? You make a promise. You need to articulate exactly what you are promising. You can't make a promise and then hedge your bet by saying, well, 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 this, no. Churches need to think about what we promise. If there was a money back guarantee attached to it, guarantee we'd be a little bit more careful in what we say. I mean, Willow Creek, they, they made that promise. Now they're going to wait before they officially announce it. And then it'll be interesting to see what the actual, I, I can't wait. I, I, I challenge everyone, keep up with Willow Creek on their website. Find the Willow Creek Church. I think it's Barrington, Barlington, somewhere, Illinois. Um, Look it up, and when they announce their giving program, look and see if there's a fine print. Look and see. If there is, we'll come back and report on it. Hey, you'll get your tithe back if, if what? If what? I, I want to know what the, what, what, what the, what the, what's, what's required. Maybe they won't do that, and maybe they're just going to count on that there'll be a few who will offer the money back, but it'll be such a, here's what they're really counting on. Any, there's going to be such a, a low number of people asking for the money back. It's going to be such a low number that the increase in giving will far outweigh the people asking for a refund. So that, that's what they're counting on. That if we get the tithing up, like if 80% of the people are now tithing on a regular basis, that will increase the giving. So if five people ask for the money back, that won't hurt us. That That's almost the way it's being played. Almost like, a, you know, it's like, you know, we're going to play the stock market here and the people are in the stock market and, and we're going to, we, we, we found a way to get them to give more and any downside, it, it won't hurt us any. We, we, it, the, the, uh, the benefits will outweigh any negative, but um, that's probably how they're going to, they're going to play it out. But I just think that churches, I, I think Christians do it. I don't think we do it on per, I think. I think Christians have just been so programmed to say, you come to Jesus, here's what you get. And then we, we, we almost, when it doesn't play out the way it actually, the way it was promised, we just kind of make an excuse for it or kind of say, well, you know, and no, if you're making a promise that healing is guaranteed, then you better back it up. So what do those churches do? Well, it's your fault. You didn't have enough faith. So they find a way out of it. Well, you promised me that in my practical life that I'm a new creature and old things are passed away. But then later you tell me I still have a sinful nature. Well, you know, if you're having problems, it's possibly that you're not saved. In other words, the church always has a way out of it. They'll make the promise and then always find a way out of it later. I think we got to be careful in what we say and that we get a realistic I think all new Christians need to have a realistic understanding of what the Christian life looks like. In your position, you're holy. You're perfectly righteous and you're eternally secure. In your practice, you're going to sin. You're going to struggle. 
There's going to be problems in life. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tribulation within the church. Things are not going to always going to be perfect. People are going to let you down. People are going to hurt you. And you need to have a realistic understanding of what it's going to look like. Or we just make promises and we don't care if they don't come to pass. We don't actually have a money back guarantee. All right. Just kind of thought I would address it because it's in the news and I would look at it from, we can look at it from the money perspective, look at it from the guarantee perspective. It's something I'm just painfully aware of that I just feel like in many cases, a lot of the Christian promises I was told when I was a young Christian, they were not explained to me and in any meaningful way. And then later on, I was like, wait a minute, something's not right here. And then you start kind of figuring out maybe, maybe this wasn't quite explained the way it is. Just be careful with that. And I think a lot of people who are deconstructing today are because they were disillusioned and discouraged because what they were promised, they didn't experience. Let's be biblical. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be, let's be as, as careful as we can be in regards to this stuff. All right. You can email me your thoughts, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I, I could talk about it from a lot many uh, of other perspectives, but at least you know what's going on. If you, if you hear about it, now you know the news story. Now you know what's going on. And I've given you plenty of things to think about. So you can talk about it wherever you want to talk about it uh, in the Discord channel or email me, newsif at yahoo.com. All right. Everyone have a great day. God bless.